Welcome to the IT Teachers Podcast, where Alicia and Haley chatted up about 21st century education. With over 30 years of combined experience, these two techie English teachers share their experiences and offer sage advice about everything education. Let's talk about tech, teaching, and see where the conversation goes. Welcome to the IT Teachers Podcast, where we put the A in tech. I'm Alicia. And I'm Haley. And we are back. We're it, back. It is our third season officially starting. Officially. October 11th. It is our third season. This is episode one of our third season. Who to thunk it? Amazing. You know, when we first started doing this podcast, we started it when we were Students. getting our sixth year yeah. in technology. This was our project. Right. And um, we kept it going. Yeah, we we were taking our summer class. It was our second summer class where we have to come up with something, you know, propose something and um, have it approved. And then we would meet and share out with a group of other people in our cohort. And um, the sort of project based. We started our website. Right. Well, we did it because it was 2020 and we were home and we're like, we're pretty good at this stuff. But, you know, our... (laughs) Our well, we colleagues were, help- were really... We were helping a lot of our friends. Yeah. And yeah. So we had put together our website and we were sharing that out. And uh, yeah, that's how we got started with this. Right. And we were just talking to each other. We said, we want. do we want to continue? You know? And so we decided, we said, yeah, let's do season three. So we we actually came up with a, with a new uh, face to our Yeah, we changed podcast. up our, our, our look here Updated a things a little bit. So, <laughs> so we're happy to be back. And... Um, I think both of us, you know, I think every week we say to each other, you want to do this, you want to do this. And it's just, I think everyone that's listening, if you're a teacher or a human being, you know how life has just kind of slipped away the last couple of months. Things got cooking and we've been in the kitchen ever since. That's right. We're in, in the, the kitchen, kitchen now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we, this is where we talk from our this kitchen. This is where the magic happens. Yep. Yep. So yeah, so we're here. Um, so, you know, it is Digital Citizen Month, I guess, or week. It is. We uh, Well, it starts on the 17th of October officially, and they wrap up Digital Citizen Week in on October 21st. Okay. Um, and that's all coming from Common Sense Media. And actually, if you visit their website, they'll let you know that this is – it's been a decade of them actually – Providing um, a lot of uh, support. Right, and materials. having these digital citizenship – the idea of digital citizenship – um, for the last decade, which yeah. it totally makes sense because the more and more advanced that, you know, the tech has gotten and the more freedom the students have had to be able to <laughs> do whatever they want on the internet, um, yeah. the more and more important that citizenship idea becomes. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've talked about digital citizenship before. Um, if you go to www.commonsense.com, S-E-N-S-E dot org, you know, uh, backslash education if you want, right? Yes, and then Digital Citizenship Week. But uh, we put the the link in the uh, bio oh, yeah. here. We, we do it for you. Don't yeah. worry. It's right in the... You can click on it. In there. So you can click on that. But yeah, it is important. And, you know, um, I've been trying to integrate... We, we've been um, working on a Reader's Writer's Workshop model this year. And so I try to integrate... Uh, the computer as as I see it's appropriate and the kids like to have that break. We have 70 minute periods. So our students, you know, try to 
hop on the computer or the, you know, we try to get them on there a little bit, but, um, but it's more of a, uh, blended classroom, I guess this year for me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We, Cause now we can, we can do both. And, um, oh, I think almost everyone now is one-to-one. So yeah. Yeah. I think pretty much most people's, uh, daily mashup is of some tech, some not tech, but, um, what's interesting actually is my seniors this year, they're like, can we just write on paper? And um, sure. so I've been giving them a lot of stuff to do on paper recently. Um, like the other day I had them looking at some blogs that they were interested in because they're going to be writing their own blogs and making their own blog posts. But uh, when they were searching the bo- the blogs in order to like do like a scavenger hunt of things that were you know, kind of the elements of blog posts that they liked, um, they had to do it on paper. So instead of like copying stuff from the internet, they were right, doing both. Right. So That's really, cool. yeah. Yeah, we've been doing a lot. So we've been using our reader writer notebooks and doing a lot of the scratch work on that um, for our projects and whatnot. So we're actually going to be writing memoirs uh, in the next week. And so uh, Haley, you had this book over here that you were, you know, you were lesson planning when we were going to get started over here, but mm-hmm. you want to just give a quick intro because I thought that was interesting. I've never seen this before and it looked like an interesting title. Oh, sure. Well, I'm teaching seniors this year. It's senior English and um, it's it's a brand new class. So I got to pick what I wanted to teach and um, we start off That's the year fun. with, yeah, with memoirs and identity and kind of getting to, your, to know yourself. So I found... Um, this text by uh, Admiral William McRaven, who is a U.S. Navy retired um, admiral, and he did, I don't know if you've heard of it, the commen- the commencement speech he gave. Um, yes, I it's think very I did. Fa- it's like famous. Yeah. It went yeah. viral. And um, we actually used that speech in junior year at our high school to teach rhetoric. And um, because he's so well-spoken, but also it's accessible for almost all the kids right. and they like yeah. him and he's, he's it, funny and he, he makes sense and he's or very organized, but he uses great metaphors and, and analogies. So we love to use it for teaching rhetoric, but, um, and I know that the kids like him and his style. So I looked him up and he has a bunch of these, these texts. Um, one's make your bed. One, another one is see stories, but I picked the hero code and it's just 10 short chapters of this code that he has with, you know, courage, humility, um, humor, et cetera, cool. et cetera. Yeah. yeah it looks- <laughs> Excuse me. The students are going to be reading those chapters and then chapter by chapter, they're going to write a little bit about their own experiences with those different elements of being a hero. So um, I thought it was kind of cool because this, the seniors um, are going out into the world and it's kind of like a how to be a good human manual, but yeah. also like they get to kind of reflect on where they've come from so far. So the Hero Code, Admiral McRaven, shout out to you. That's cool. That's cool. And we were just about to start memoirs. So I said to Haley, you know, I was inquiring about about your book over there that I saw. But um, so the start of your year was pretty good. Yeah, so far so good. Yeah. Um, I had one student doing the laser thing on the jam board one day, <laughs> uh, but we quickly nipped that in the bud. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, but, you know, digital citizenship Again, it's yeah. every new year. It's old for us. It's new for our students. What we, you know, what we expect from them and how much they can do. They're going to push the limits all the time, and we have to just kind of 
we have to know what we are expecting of them. We can't just kind of try to figure it out as we go. We have to set those ground rules, just like any other classroom expectations right off the bat. Yeah, you want to establish those those norms right off the bat. And so commonsense.org actually gives you some great lesson plans and tools that you can use right in your classroom. Um, And so... We're going we're gonna to link those up right on our... Yeah, we sure will. They, they have K through 12 lesson plans for that week. Um, and they look pretty cool. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So so the start of the year, I think we were all just kind of in a whirlwind. And we actually had to really, you know, uh, be in person with our kids this year. And it was a good thing. And everybody's kind of refreshed. I know we were. I'm, I'm refreshed. I've been just... We've just been going, going. And we've been going pretty hard. Um, and it's been good. I just created a Google website and I've put a lot of the, of pictures, screenshots, websites, uh, videos, I mean, not websites, but yeah, links to screencastify videos and stuff like that on there, um, shared at home with the parents just so that they can see what we're doing. Um, and so I just finished that and now I'm starting to look at the SLOs, look at our, uh, benchmark data and stuff like that. We wanted to just talk about that. Um, for you guys that are probably in the same boat where our SLOs are due in the next couple of weeks, we're having those meetings, you know, what do I, how do I want to track my data? What am I tracking? Um, what are you tracking? Um, this year. <laughs> and actually, how are you tracking? Well, this year, actually, the, our state gave us one more year of leeway, so we don't have to do academics uh, SLOs if we don't want to. Oh. Um, we can still, I don't know if you knew that or not. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, we have one oh. more year of... Uh, you know, a little bit of leniency due to the pandemic and all, but um, well, there's no leniency with me. There's a hundred percent improvement in everything. <laughs> I'm like, wow, we always had you know eighty five percent, but um, we're going <laughs> strong this year. I told you guys. <laughs> well, we have, um, we just have to show growth, and you know that we're yeah. kind of focusing on something, but we can use more SEL goals. Yeah, we have to have an SEL goal too. Yeah, so I, I'm doing social emotional growth. I'm doing goal setting, and um, I'm using a lot of the stuff from the Castle resources, and it's um, it's a good way to go. And I think that if the students are setting goals and kind of marking, tracking their own progress throughout the year, they will get better yeah. a- academically yeah, at whatever they're doing. Yeah. Um, we're working really hard at creating student friendly rubrics so the students can see exactly what they need to get done and there's not so much of that crazy word you know teacher Mm -hmm. talk that they they never really understood how they were doing when they're looking at those rubrics from our point of view so we've been changing our rubrics to have the kids just really pick out the the essence of what they need to do and then they they always at the end of every time they're assessed or before they hand in their final product they do a reflection what are they good at what do they still need to work on and what's their plan at how to do it and um that's great yeah it's cool and then i can when i'm giving giving them feedback i can specifically look at what they tried to work on right in that particular draft sometimes they reach their goal and then it's like okay Time to pick a new pick a new goal. So yeah. they're going to be cool. um, yeah they're going to be following they're going to be tracking their progress in their own portfolios online. They're making Google sites this year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. We have uh, we have kind of more like reflective folders. So I do print things and then I have them look at them. They make goals. We all took our iReady benchmarks and we had our SBAC scores in Connecticut. We have the SBAC test. Um, 
you know, and we've just really been reflective on, on everything. I've been, you know, I have a nice longer period of 70 minutes, so I'm able to kind of take that few minutes where they just go quick, answer a quick question, even if it's in, um, in Google Classroom and it's just a quick uh, sort of warm up do now question that says, you know, how did you do on this project? What was your score? So that they look at it because, you know, some students, can you all get into power school? Um, and then right. why did you get the grade that you got, whether it's good or not? Uh, a, B, C, what, what did you do well? What could you have done better? You know, students really need to take that ownership of their learning. And I think um, your reflective SEL goal is really cool. Yeah, I, it's, I did it something similar to it last year and we started those rubrics. So now I'm going to just keep keep going with it. And every new thing I make, every new assignment I make at the top has, what is your goal for this assignment? Yeah, I remember you used to show me that too. That was cool to have a goal on there. And I think, you know, when we, when we had first kind of digested the common core and stuff, a lot of that language was not uh, kid friendly. And I think it's important for kids to know what is the objective? What are we doing? You know, why are we doing this? And so definitely, I think forms are great for quick check-ins. Yeah. You know, you use forms all the time. Right. So, you know, if you're still thinking about what your goals are going to be for the year, um, as far as student learning, think about if you're starting to get your benchmark ideas together, just do a Google form and it won't feel so tedious for the students. And, you can keep it nice and neat in a spreadsheet. You can just update the questions a little bit, tweak them for each quarter, and it'll all be right there. And again, the students won't feel like they're being put out. It's really not fair for giving them these benchmarks that are just for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, that really don't have any kind of sway, especially when it's like what I'm doing for <clears throat> how they're feeling as far as the reflective abilities or you know their metacognition that's that's my goal for them you know yeah. they shouldn't have to uh, yeah. be, be working on my benchmark <laughs> test for like a million years just because I need the data yeah. so like a quick form check-in but of course you have to craft it correctly and make sure that you're getting what you need to get out of it um, and don't make it too lofty and again like Alicia that's great that you're doing it every or daily I mean every time you meet with your students just having being making it part of their routine. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah. I was sorry. I was just gonna say. I I think at least at least once a week I have some sort of reflective piece in in my lesson. Whether it's a quick reflection or if we we've we've completed a project, I might say to them, choose. We just completed Instagram character um, little um, slideshows in Google Slides, oh, cool. and yeah, I just had them pick their best slide because they may have put more effort into one of them there were only four but uh but they really worked hard and i noticed i noticed their best one and i gave i've also been giving them a lot of feedback in google classroom writing the messages checking their reading logs and really you know asking communicating with them in google classroom because while many communicate in the classroom there's just not enough time so a lot of them will go home and send me a message and stuff like that so i try to balance that safe place with also communication and um I, put, I, I post a lot in the stream of what we've done in case kids are absent because I'll tell you, I think everybody's gotten a cold over the last yeah. month or so here in Connecticut. So, um, you know, uh, students are in and out. So Google Classroom, the stream is a nice way to keep kids updated and, and let them know if they're out. You're going to try to um, post. Keep, keep them in the loop yeah, there. Yeah, keep them in the loop. Um, and up. don't forget to use MOTE, M-O-T-E, for that feedback, yes. with the oral feedback. You can give them and they can hear it. And um, there's also, now the students can um, 
Moat really has come a long way. Now they can click like a button that'll say like, I understand. So when after they've listened to your feedback, then you get a quick feedback. And again, it's not laborsome. It's not intensive for the students to say they don't have to record their voice back. They don't have to type anything. They could just click the button. I understand. So now you know that the kid heard what you said and that they're going to work on it. Now, if you record something in Moat, does it save it? So if I want to look back in a few months to it, oh yeah, it's still there. So that's yeah. kind of nice because I always like to have my comments, especially if a student isn't keeping up with something or you want to, you have a parent conference, you can look back and you can say, well, you know, Johnny, uh, did, you know, I had sent him these messages. And, and he said, I accept or yeah. I understand. Yeah. So I thought he was understanding or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Or so. he hasn't been pushing that button, which yeah. means he hasn't been checking the feedback. Yeah, yeah. That's the first um, step. a horse to water. Yeah. So, yeah. So using uh, Google Forms for quick check-ins and benchmark data, just getting yourself going. And then um, something that I always <laughs> feel like every February, which is mid-year, it comes up pretty freaking quick. And uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't think I had enough data in, you know? Yeah. And I think using Google Calendar to set up some times and kind of give yourself an alarm like hey yeah you should have another assessment in there yeah uh Haley uh <laughs> you know <laughs> reminder and, and yeah just kind yeah. of like chunk up your year yeah and kind of look at your curriculum and think about where you where you think your kids should be yeah assessed I, you know yeah we have we are uh, our district in our middle school our English department is very close so some some departments are you know close and they kind of keep to the same schedule because of the how the department head or the reading specialist sort of uh, paces out the year. But I know at the high school level, sometimes you're kind of on your own because you're, on, you're te- literally teaching your own class. So you you have to pace that on your own. And um, and I think, you know, those reminders in Google cl- Calendar would be super helpful. Right. For I mean, for your personal SLO yeah, to make yeah. sure that you're making sure that you're getting enough data. Yeah. Because the mid-year does sneak up. It's already mid a quarter right now for yes, us. Yes, for us too. Yeah. Actually, it's already been. I mean, we're a couple of weeks past the mid now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, In the same vein, you know, it might be nice to have a partner. You know, if you don't have uh, a really, I don't know, perhaps like a team, a department that's kind of all doing the same thing, which I don't know, I guess that might be sort of utopian, but, um, you know, find a partner and uh, and collaborate bounce ideas off of them see what they're doing see if you can partner up with them perhaps they can start you know make some of the benchmarks for you or some kind of, some of the quick check-ins help with the SEL stuff what kinds of you know ideas for goals are they um you know uh, practicing in their classroom the growth mindset i mean there's so much on pinterest too with all of that um <laughs> i found this really awesome i don't know it's about maybe like 10 pages and they're they're all really unique they're almost like coloring pages but that yeah, i downloaded pdfs for my students and i'll have them do a couple here and there but it's about them their goal setting and things like that what do i want to be yeah that's cool yeah um yeah i mean finding somebody else who's doing something along the same lines as you are for your SLO is, is invaluable. And chances are, if you're seeing things happening with your students, they're seeing the same things happening with their students. Yeah. It's just, they're the same kids. They just happen to be split up into different classes. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah. you know, calibrating your scoring with another person, just discussing what you're seeing. And then like, you know, when you're at the mid year, they'll, they'll ask you, are you on progress? 
or, you know, are you on track to meet your goal? Or if not, what can you do to fix it? So at that time, you know, that might be a great person for you to, if you're both not meeting it, just kind of sit down and figure out why, what's going wrong. And, um, bouncing ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're in the same boat as you. Um, and, but also they're seeing things from a little bit of different perspective because everybody's a little bit different. So having that dynamic, um, partnership is always really, really important. It is. Whenever we meet, you know, someone always, well, we meet about different things and, and, you know, people bring up things that are, that are totally relevant and meaningful. And you're like, Oh, I didn't think of that. Or, you know, five years ago I did that actually that's, you know, or whatever the case may be, but it's, it's collaboration, uh, in the teacher world is just, you know, paramount to everything. Sure is. So, uh, we are, you know, we're teacher left behind, no teacher left behind. Everybody (laughs) take a hand and, and step forward and get through, you know, like I said, it's, I hope everybody's feeling the excitement, the, the, you know, I feel just completely like I have a breath again. Like I have, you know, this, this wonderful, I have these kids that want to be there. They want to learn They're well, (laughs) most days, you know, they're, they're pretty interested in what we're doing and they want to collaborate with each other. And so one thing we've been doing in our school is actually, um, really focusing on visual thinking, um, visual thinking routines, getting the kids to kind of think about their thinking. And so we're actually going to link up, um, from Harvard, uh, graduate school of education. There's a pro it's called project zero, and it gives you a thinking routine toolbox. So when you go into the link that we have here on our podcast, um, it says the thinking routine toolbox. And then if you click on some of the thinking routines, okay, they'll pull up so for example, there might be like a think pair share. I think a lot of people are familiar with that and you know different ways that you do that. Well, there's other, there's a million thinking routines that they have here for you. I just did one the other day and I used Jamboard. It was called See, Think, Wonder. So on the first uh, couple slides, they, 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 first they looked at a chart of author's goals or maybe they'll look at a picture and then, you know, they see it. Then they think about it. So you ask them a question, you know, what do you think about it? Or talk to your partner about what you think. And then you come up with, you know, well, now what do you wonder? What do you wonder? What Take that a little step further, you know? So when you click on the um, actual um, routine, the, I guess, the thinking routine, it might say Chalk Talk. Now, I think a lot of us are familiar with Chalk Talk, but if you click on the resource links, it will give you an entire... Uh, sort of, what, what would you say, like a summary of... Um, a protocol to follow. Yeah, like what are the what are the focus points for this particular visual thinking routine? So they're actually really, really great um, ways to get your kids thinking and add to your lesson and enhance your lesson so that they're not just doing that basic, uh, you know, uh, co- comprehension or, or, or repeating something, but they're really thinking about the topic or whatever the case may be there. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely link that up. It's a great resource. Okay. So we'll link that up. Um, and, you know, get some new tech tools in there. Use the Jamboard. Use Google Docs. Use Google Slides. Maybe have your 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 students create a site, whether it's together, uh, they have a page, whether it's separate, you know, just start kind of dabbling in um, some of the different tools if you haven't already. Maybe roll out some of the digital citizen lessons that we have on Common Sense. Um, Take care of those SLOs. Yeah. And we're going to check back with you in another week. 
Oh, there was one more thing I wanted to say. Oh, what'd you want to say? So I had a senior come to me the other day from another class and um, because the teacher sent her to me because I'm the tech person. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> she couldn't figure out how to do Screencastify. Oh. But this is a student who's a senior, so she's lived through making many screencasts. And she knew, like, she just couldn't remember how to do it. Yeah. And... Um, and actually, the students had gotten all brand new Chromebooks this year. So she no longer had the extension on her computer oh, where no. it used to be. So don't forget that the kids, they kind of know how to do these things. But, and yes, she, this kid, this one student in particular has done screencasts before. Like I even, when we pulled up the folder, she's, she had a bunch in there. But yeah, she just didn't know, remember how to access it or how to re-add or reinstall the extension so before you assume that the students know how to do these things uh just give them a just give them a refresher yeah and it might be a good idea for you yourself to make a screencast of all those different tools and how to use them and then just put them on your google classroom as materials and they'll always be there yeah so if there are things that the students are like oh i don't remember how to do it they can just go to your resource page on your Google Classroom and they can figure it out there. Yeah, um, you're right, Haley. So just don't forget that they're they're students and they're they're kids. You know, they're trying. They're trying. I mean, she came to me during. You know, out of she came to me who I'm not even her teacher <laughs> and she couldn't. She was just frustrated. But you're you know? the IT teacher. Well, yeah. I she know. She was frustrated. So I'm sure that many students are feeling that way. Like they know that they should know these things, but. I mean, there's a million tools out there, and we yeah. forget sometimes ourselves how how to access the things, and they don't always have the students don't always have that resilience and yeah, uh, yeah. perseverance to keep trying different angles. So yeah. don't forget our kid. Our kids go to Clever. They use Clever, but you know you want to have them at the, as a favorite places and things like that. But again, you know I think you raise a good point in that you know they're not eating, breathing, sleeping Screencastify like some of us are, right? And you know. Um, and also, you know, while we are, you know, IT, we call ourselves the IT teachers and, you know, we do, I think in terms of integrating technology into the curriculum, uh, we love to do that. That's kind of our bread and butter. Um, we've, we've reached out, we've, we've actually um, had so many conversations over the summer with different teachers from, from so many different places. It was fun to hear what people around the country were doing and uh, we, we, we learned a lot from that, but we don't know it all. I think I reached out to my tech, uh, my tech dude about a million times in September. Yeah. So, um, you know, well, part Floyd, of that is knowing who to ask, right? Yep. Yep. And my tech who person is connected ask. to Haley's tech people. And they're just, um, they're, they're literally like angels from, from above. So if you have a tech person in your school, that's been doing a lot, um, you know, say thank you. Cause they're really, they keep it together. Yeah. So thank Make you. Make sure you, yeah. Thank you, t- thank yeah. you, tech people. We love you. We love you. All right. Well, I guess that's a wrap for today. That's it. You- thank you for listening to us, and uh, and we will come out with something. We're gonna, we're gonna, you know, talk about really more than ramp tech. It up this we're season. gonna ramp it up this season. We're gonna talk <laughs> about more than tech. We might talk about uh, some things that happen in our classroom. Yeah. So you know, or maybe I have- some like reading that we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So we're excited. We're excited to be back, and we appreciate. You uh, follow us. We are on Apple. We're on Podbean and Spotify. Yeah, Spotify, Google. Google. 
We're, we're on pretty almost everything. You search it up. We'll, right. we'll be there. All right. And visit our website, www.vitteachers.com. Take it easy. See you later. Don't forget Digital Citizenship Week. Thanks for listening to the IT Teachers Podcast. This episode is produced by the IT Teachers. You can listen to us on your favorite podcast player. Our theme song is by Hartsman.